All right, it is six o'clock and we are gathered as the Vail Town Council. All council members are present. We have our town manager, Russ Forrest, <coughs> deputy town manager, Kathleen Halloran, and Matt Muir on Zoom. And so we'll call this meeting to order and start with citizen participation. And it's an opportunity for anyone to speak for anything that is not on the agenda. So if anyone has anything, come on up. Anyone on Zoom? All right. Um, any actions as a result of executive session we have none um, today? And then we will get on to our consent agenda. Motion to approve consent agenda as, as presented? Second. All right, we've got a motion and a second. Um, all in favor? Aye. Aye. I am also in favor. Any opposed? Motion carries 7-0. And one of the things on here that's pretty awesome is something with Habitat. So if anyone from Habitat would like to step up and say anything about what we just approved with you all. Mr. Mayor, I'm Kristen Kenny Williams, and I'm a little bit clipped. Um, so I'm the um, current chair of Habitat for Humanity Vale Valley, and I cannot thank you enough, as well as Eagle County government and George Ruther and the entire housing department um, <coughs> for uh, kicking off the new year in such a meaningful way. This is truly transformational to be bringing 10 homes to the town of Vale. So thank you for a lot of hard work over the last several months, and um, I think this is just super exciting. And thank you for making this resolution number one. You got it. And thank you all at, at Habitat for doing something really cool and thinking outside the box um, and working with George and, and the housing authority to come up with a creative way to uh, help you know, deliver homes for part of our community that really needs homes. So thank you all for what you do. Um, up next, we have presentations and discussions. Uh, the first being the 2023 end of year update on housing from the Vail Local Housing Authority. So we have George Ruther, Steve Lindstrom, the Batman and Robin of local housing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they can figure that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, Steve Lindstrom, uh, Housing Authority. Um, we have George Ruther here, Housing Department. Um, we also have Kristen, who you just heard from, and Dan Godick from Housing Authority in the back here. Um, this is our uh, semi-annual. We've been doing this twice a year now since we started um, the um, strategic plan in 20, uh, when was it 2017. Um, just a little look back and a look forward. So uh, some numbers in here we'll go through. Not all of them, some of that's in your packet. Um, <clears throat> kind of a trying time for Vail indeed. You know, with a run up in prices, run up in interest rates, it's made things a lot more difficult. So we all know that, but we're still making some pretty good progress here. Um, and I would note that, um, Dave, you were with us in 2017. Um, we've kind of put together this veil indeed and the strategic plan and kind of crazy said a thousand uh, more deed restrictions by 2027. 
sure looking like we're gonna get there. So Travis came along a couple years later. Um, councils have been very supportive all along. So we just, we need to keep acknowledging the support because without the council support, it doesn't matter what we do. It, doesn't, it goes nowhere. So just want to acknowledge that up front. Um, so a couple of things here looking forward. We're going to uh, just um, highlight a few things. George has some slides going. Um, you know, it's probably time. You've got a, a two-year cycle of council starting up. Um, you know, we tried to do this in the past. We didn't quite get there. You know, this is probably a time before you get to your retreat and stuff that we sit down and kind of go through, um, make sure we're all on the same wavelength for where we want to go with housing here in the next, in this two-year period here. You know, looking ahead, um, policy direction, what's, what's going to change in the next five to seven years? Where do we want to head so we can kind of point there? Um, you know, part of what we're working on is with you all, with the town, is um, talking with our Don Valley partners, the, the county, Avon, et cetera, um, looking at opportunities to jointly do some stuff. And uh, we'll talk about this a bit more, but, you know, it might be time we, for a while, had, um, you know, kind of uh, regular meetings with a couple of representatives of council and some housing folks and kind of just keeping up to date on what everybody's thinking. So um, we'll get into some of that. George has some numbers for us first. Whenever you're ready. Now I, now I have two clickers. So now I have to figure out which one, uh, which one works. George Ruther with the Towns Housing Department. Um, yeah, real quickly, we're going to run through just a couple of a uh, couple of numbers here on Vale and D. Typically, we like to to look back on the year prior, and, and Steve, you know, had indicated uh, a couple of headwinds uh, that we faced in this past year, but we still made uh, significant progress with uh, the Vale and D program. Probably of greatest significance is you know with the rise of real estate values, the housing authority has been making slightly higher percentage purchase prices um, on those deed restrictions. When we first started out with the program, most of those purchases were somewhere around 15 to 17% of the estimated fair market value of the property. That's crept its way up to about 20, 21%, uh, especially because of the, the rapid rise in, in real estate prices in these last couple of years. Uh, but again, we still, um, continue to make progress. We had four deed restriction purchases this year through the Vale and Deed program, but there's other opportunities that we're, we're looking at investing with those Vale and Deed dollars. Most importantly, about 385 Vale residents have been provided housing through the Vale and Deed program since, since uh, its inception in 2018. And um, looking forward into 2024, um, with some other expenditures and encumbrances from the Vale and Deed funds, we still are left with about 2.5 to $3 million in that fund to support other housing acquisitions going forward. So um, I expect uh, Vale and Deed to continue to um, be the success that it has been. These recent uh, uh, slow but, but consistent declines in, in interest rates are sure to, to help that program as well. We um, uh, hopefully the housing department will be back to you and the Vail Local Housing Authority will be back to you in the coming months in this first quarter 
with some conversations about what um, uh, we believe might be kind of Valen D 2.0, kind of the next version of that program responding to the ever-changing conditions in the market. So stay tuned um, with that. Steve now is going to jump back up and talk a little bit about um, uh, opportunities to create additional deed restrictions uh, here in the town. Um, before we get right there, I thought this would be a time, um, Reed and Sam, for you guys in particular, just a review of housing authorities in Colorado. We're, housing authorities in this state are actually a subdivision of the state. They're not a part of the town government. Actually, um, a piece of the, the state government, it's a corporate body. We can buy, sell, own property, uh, incur debt, all those kinds of things. Um, the elected bodies uh, appoint the authority members. Um, in some instances, the elected bodies are the authority, as in Eagle County, it's the three commissioners. Quite often, the um, housing authorities are totally separate with their own funding. Aspen, Pitkin County gets the uh, real estate transfer tax, so they're, they got money coming out their ears. Um, uh, Summit County, similar. You know, they have their own funding source. This can create some good things, some bad things. Um, you know, I think it's uh, Boulder, Housing Authority and Town have been in some litigation. So there can be some contentious things going on too. We're kind of at the other end of that spectrum. We, we um, act much more as an advisory um, to, to the council and in fact we have uh, formalized that with um, Vail Home Partners uh, as a cooperative group between uh, council and housing authority to forward uh, a lot of our ideas, et cetera. So very different concept than a lot of other authorities around the state. So just, just a little bit of background on that stuff. Um, you know, we've got uh, some things coming up. Uh, there are state and federal grant monies and loan opportunities. Um, is you know we've been uh, we'll probably be getting a, a grant writing uh, some expertise on board somehow some way um, with Dan Godick's uh, contacts in the banking world we spent a lot of time this past year learning everything we could about revenue bonds tax-free uh, bonds etc you know with the, with the idea of uh, lessening the financial burden on the town of Vale bonding capacity so um, more to come on some of that stuff as we move forward. Um, something that, uh, that I think we need to be aware of is um, the, the uh, state legislature is, is due to start up next Wednesday, the 10th. Uh, they've got, you know, last year uh, they had, there was a big omnibus uh, housing bill that got defeated. This year it's coming back in bits and pieces. So lots of stuff coming on that front. We have at our housing meeting next week, we have Representative uh, Lukens and Senator uh, Roberts coming, um, learn what we can um, going forward. This is something we can't sleep on. You know, this stuff comes fast and furious. It's a very short legislative session. It only goes till May. Um, you know, there, there's, because it's gonna be all broken up, there's probably things that we'd like to support probably things that don't affect us in any way, and probably things that 
do affect us and, and we want to see if we can curb them as they go too far. So um, we have good representation. This is, this is a, an instance where joining forces every way we can makes sense. We'll have a lot more clout with the county, you know, other uh, peer uh, uh, municipalities in the, in the ski world around the, the state. So just to let you know, we'll probably be coming back <coughs> talking about this stuff. Russ knows all about it, you know, municipal league, the cast, um, towns, et cetera. So this, it's something that, that could be a big deal and it's coming. Um, I think that is probably, you know, what you need to know about that for now. Just a couple things that are in that. Um, you know, some of it has to do with multifamily zoning. There's, there's this construction defects law that's been out there and has been really hindering a lot of smaller condo um, building over the years. It's gotten a little bit watered down, but it's still not there. There are lots of things that could be good or could be bad. Rent control keeps coming up. That's a thing that, in our opinion, is not a good thing. It, you know, sounds good, but it really puts a damper on, on a lot of new construction. So lots of things in there that, that are, are going to be parts, bits and pieces of that. Short-term rental regulations, probably another piece of that. So uh, stay tuned on that stuff. George, you got some more? Projects, we got some projects. Projects, yeah. Projects, developments, initiatives, and programs. That's kind of the way the town goes about acquiring its, its deed restrictions uh, here in the town of Vail. Real quickly, uh, there's a lot of, lot of stuff on the slate for 2024 going forward, uh, probably of significance starting here in January the, um, in a partnership opportunity with our Down Valley partners and the Colorado State Land Board. We'll begin looking at the Eagle Vale uh, State Land Board parcel uh, opportunity just west of Dow Junction uh, through an RFQ process. That's something that um, just received some, some email correspondence today. That'll be gearing up here um, right after the first of the year now. Um, additionally, on the list is updates to commercial linkage and the potential adoption of residential linkage. Um, again, both regulatory tools that the town has used successfully to acquire deed restrictions as development um, uh, mitigation impacts. Our commercial linkage or the town's commercial <coughs> linkage uh, requirements were last updated in 2016. You think about everything that's happened since 2016 and realize that it's it's time. It's time for some updates or at least a, a, a relook at our commercial linkage. Uh, residential linkage, an entirely new program, something the Housing Authority has spent a fair amount of time working with um, over the past couple of years, but really um, as it differs from commercial linkage, it's simply a, an obligation that's put on all forms of residential development um, as well. So there'll be an opportunity to, to talk about residential <laughs> linkage as we go into 2024. There's also um, some development opportunities, um, some that are um, in varying stages of completion, including Timber Ridge. Timber Ridge, um, I believe now has received all of their entitlements, wrapping up the last few of their conditions, working towards uh, submitting their plans for building permit issuance here uh, beginning in January, February of this year with a construction start date slated for May of uh, 2024. So that's just right around the corner. On top of that, I believe it was on December 7th, uh, excuse me, 19th, the town council approved a pre-development agreement with your um, development partners at Quorum Real Estate Group for the West Middle Creek project. Um, 
they're they're hitting the ground running with a joint work session uh, set for January 8th between the Town of Bales Planning and Environmental Commission as well excuse me as well as design review board um, the schedule that's been laid out has um, has that project uh, likely to break ground in the spring of May of 2025 so about a year behind the the Timber Ridge development and then of course there's still that East Vale CDOT opportunity that the town of Vale has been exploring for for quite some time now so those are, are mainly the projects we're looking at I think later on this evening you're gonna you're gonna have an opportunity at second reading to approve kind of the first round of revisions to and reform to some of the zoning and development review processes that you'll take a look at that that's gonna likely create some real opportunities going forward not only into 2024 but in, into <coughs> subsequent years following that with that uh, on the development projects and everything that's in the work that's a full slate for sure um, but again it's not um, kind of holding back on all the work that still needs to be done so with that there's a number of initiatives that um, the housing authority and the housing department will be looking at uh, going into 2024 and Steve's gonna run through <coughs> those here real quickly as well all right thank you um, so you know to get stuff built we need land money and entitlements entitlements can make or break most anything that we, we try to try to do here. Um, you know, and tonight here in the next half hour, hopefully, you guys are going to on second reading approve a change in the housing zone district. So I want to thank you in advance for that. That's kind of a, a first step in a, in a process of um, streamlining our entitlement process. We've got a lot more to do. Um, a lot of that is administrative, kind of internal. You'll be seeing uh, some of those things that, that we can put together. Um, you know, George talked about a little bit uh, EHU and deed restriction code in updates. <clears throat> we'll be working a little bit on design review guidelines uh, and standards. Um, you know, <clears throat> there, there are some things that we can do, and, and even the, the fee structures and how we can help uh, developers. Um, something that, that we've been kicking around a little bit, we talked with Jonathan today and, and Brian Sipes here, um, concept called point access block design, which helps um, uh, designers, builders, um, uh, developers uh, reconfigure multifamily buildings in a, in a way that is perhaps a bit more um, aesthetically pleasing than some of the big buildings that we see all the time. And part of that is is buried in the codes, and so we're going to uh, hopefully um, explore that a little bit. It's, it's we're not breaking brand new ground here. It's been done elsewhere. Uh, in the in the housing world, there are no trade secrets. Everybody is sharing their ideas. Uh, George is coast to coast, sharing ours. So we we can borrow from others as well. So we'll be we'll be looking at some of that. Um, we are going to the housing authority uh, engage um, uh, a survey, um, David Flaherty, to kind of get a better handle on who our um, residents are and what um, quantity and quality of those folks, what they're looking for, you know, so that we can get a better understanding where we want to go next. What are what are the things we want to emphasize? We think we know, but it's time to actually get some feedback. Uh, from some of those folks. Um, 
the town is working with uh, some partners down valley on a regional housing action plan um, to identify regional housing strategies and actions that should be completed at uh, November of this year. So that's a bigger ongoing project. We'll be participating in that. And lastly, under the, this topic, there, there are other things here I'm not going through, but you've already acknowledged Habitat. I, I mean, we can't thank you enough for supporting this. Um, you know, this is uh, multi-jurisdictional and, um, you know, the nonprofit organization coming together to do all this. Um, you know, most of what we've been doing is trying to make housing accessible, putting more of them out there. This is a step towards what we have to go, where we have to go next, which is affordability. So I think that is part of what we're going to have to work on here in the future, because as prices adjust, jumped up there, interest rates, building costs, everything, it's becoming, it's not just that it's there, but you can't even afford it. So that's part of what we have to start working through, and this is a great first step all the way around. So thank you on that. Adopted policies? There you go. I promise it's the last one for me. The, um, I think many of you are aware, in 2018, the Town of Vail and the Vail Town Council adopted 10 housing policy statements. Those house, housing policy statements are the backbone of many of the decisions uh, that the Town Council has made when it's come to housing um, over these last uh, five or six years since their adoption. Uh, on the screen here, I've kind of abbreviated these, but I believe we, we included a copy of those um, uh, housing policy statements in full in your packet. Um, I, if I can share for, for one moment, I, I think this, these have helped guide the work that has been done in the housing department, and I think it's helped guide your decision making on many of the actions that you've taken. And to Steve's point earlier, you know, when when the Vail Housing 2027 uh, action plan was adopted, and the goal of 1,000 units was um, w was put in place and, and adopted through that document, there were folks in this room that there may have even been some folks on that side of the dais that actually laughed and said the town of Vail will never get to a thousand units. It won't happen. Um, you're gonna get there, for sure. Um, th there's no doubt about that. Um, you're gonna make that progress. And a lot of it is because of these housing policy statements. And again, I just wanted to bring them up to, to reiterate. It doesn't mean that these are the only statements and this is the only thing, but um, um, in the times that I have had opportunity to share, you know, some of Vail's lessons learned with other communities across the country, I always share these, these housing policy statements. It's, it's surprising how, how, um, how many other communities don't have this level, excuse me, this level of conviction that these policy statements have provided you. And I hope you'll continue to use them, you know, going into the future. And if they aren't the right housing policy statements, I think the suggestion of the housing authority and the housing department be, well, then let's go back and revisit them and readopt them and, and keep them, you know, in the forefront because they have been successful. So if there are questions about this or how we, um, you know, utilize these kind of statements to help bring forward the work that we've been talking about, um, not only the work that's been done in 2023, but the work that's ahead of you into 2024 and beyond. Uh, again, these housing policy statements provide the foundation for a lot of the information that we share. And with that, um, Steve's gonna come up, wrap up for us, and then we'll take any questions that you have. Thank you. 
Okay, so um, looking ahead here this next half year, obviously we've got physical projects in the works. Those will keep going. Um, we think it's time to, to really kind of re-engage Vale Home Partners. We suggest a, a joint work session uh, so that as you go into retreat, you kind of have um, sort of, we have a, we're on the same page on a lot of this stuff. Um, also in this first half year, uh, the, the housing uh, legislation in, in initiatives at the state level, something we're, we've just got to really stay on. On our team is Kristen Williams. She has deep expertise in, in this, um, you know, getting messages out and, and contacting the folks we need to. So we've, we've got folks in place to do this, but uh, we're going to have to get on it. Um, we're going to be uh, completing the development review uh, and zoning reform initiatives, um, including the administrative procedures that we talked about. So that's something we're going to try to get done in this first half year. Sometimes that drags on, but we'll see what we can get done. The, the, action, the housing action plan for the regional thing is not uh, scheduled until November, but the town will be a part of that. And then lastly, there's going to be some, le some transition here. Um, you know, in the, uh, shall we say, housing uh, leadership <laughs> areas that we've got to work through. So we all need to be a part of that, and we'll keep working on that. So anyway, um, thank you for your time. Questions, comments? Try not to take your evening. I'm glad you brought up point access blocks, and I, I think, as I understand it, it's not only just about design, it's about more usable square footage and better living arrangements for the people who live there. And as I also understand, we, are, we can do it currently to three stories. What would you need to, uh, to do maybe four or five stories? I don't know. And, and I think it's, <clears throat> this is where we need to uh, spend some time and energy and, and bring in whatever expertise we can to figure it out. Now, <clears throat> it's being done elsewhere, little bits in this country, um, but not in a, a town of our size. So I think it, it's going to take some, some energy here to get things going. Okay. So I think that's where we need to go. Perfect. Yeah, I'd just like to say, George, you did kind of mention it. Um, it wasn't easy at the beginning of this. Yeah. There was plenty of naysayers, plenty of people that told us this financing will never happen. You people are crazy. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> say more than that. I'll just leave it at that. I think everybody knows what I mean. Let's just say still crazy. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that there's a new approach going to be what we referred to as a Vail Indeed 2.0. Um, it is time for us to look at the program. The market has changed dramatically, um, but it's amazing to me. There's 385 people in Vail that would have never been here, and uh, that in itself says all you need to know. So, and George, personally, thank you. We're going to miss you. Um, I hope you stay involved, man. But, boy, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't. <laughs> I have a question. I, the work that you guys have done is amazing. Thank you all so much. Um, and then looking towards the future, my question is, you said we need three things, land, entitlements, and money. Okay, so land is 
finite, right? Especially in Vail. Well, Entitlements. If, if you have enough money, you can make land. Well, <laughs> depending who you ask. Um, <coughs> Entitlements is up to us, right? You know, not us, but kind of. Um, and then, so money. My question is about money. Do you feel that with finite or purchasable land, if not finite, do you feel that the 0.5% sales tax is enough to go forward? Because I'm looking at this, I don't know, I'm sure you guys saw it, but I did, we just got this, or I just saw it in the daily, the Northwest COG report on housing that just came out. And a lot of municipalities are funded through other ways, right? Like we literally only have the 0.5% to my knowledge. Is that right? So their RET funds are way more this and that. RET we can change and change the use of. I'm just curious, is 0.5 enough? I well, guess it's a simple I, question. I would say we're very thankful that, that the voters approved uh, that because that is a, a, a guaranteed every year <coughs> source. The, the councils in, in the past have also been <coughs> willing to support housing through allocations from general fund and capital funds. So that's been a help. I think part of what we have to do, and this is part of the whole entitlement thing, is getting the private sector involved. Um, and, you know, they're scared of it because it, it is very risky to propose something that you don't know if it's going to get built. That, that first chunk of time and a lot of money that could be just, uh, no, we don't like it at the end of the day is very risky. So part of what we're trying to do is make things a little bit more known so that they, we can get some of those folks back. Um, there, there's grant money available. Um, we have to be wise about that so we're not going after small grants, spending a lot of time to get next to nothing. Um, you know, and I think there's also, and part of the reason that we spent a lot of time this year learning about the uh, tax-exempt uh, bond financing is, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where we're headed for West Middle Creek, is looking at something that is kind of self-sustaining, that can pay for itself. We're able to use, you know, however we all put it together, uh, the tax exemption part of it to, to buy down the, the rates. And if we end, end up owning that property, you know, that all accrues to the town that, that, that those funds can be recirculated. So I think there are ways to leverage a lot of this stuff is kind of how we're looking at this. Obviously, Aspen, Pitkin County has the RET funds. We're not going to have that. You know, that, that's a law that's never going to get changed. So. But couldn't it technically? Isn't that the only one that we can change? No, are there other sources? Sure. But I other sources, sure. So we're, that, that's always on our mind. We just seem to be on the low end yeah, but of a lot of... Two years ago, we were on the real low end. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the zero end. <laughs> okay. Baby steps. <laughs> so that, you know, that, that uh, sales tax thing was a nice bump up because before then it had been year to year council appropriating some money. So this is, a, this is a good step in the, in the right direction. And Sam, to your <clears throat> point and to kind of piggyback on the 
the Ten Commandments of Housing that George <laughs> created, um, you know, about being a good partner and being nimble and, and, and public-private partnerships. Like, if we structure deals, um, or, or there are ways to structure deals that, you know, you're not putting in a huge subsidy, yet you're getting back the same benefits, right? Like the Timber Ridge project, you know, Luckily, the combination of the, the housing tax and, you know, just good fiscal responsibility through Kathleen and her predecessors and all the other, you know, we happen to have funds available to, you know, get the project out of the ground, get it to a point where, you know, the private sector can take that next step and then we get back, you know, the money we're putting in. So there's ways to, you know, utilize, you know, really maximize the financial resources we have, you know, so where you don't need these huge RET dollars, which, you know, I'm not going to say no if, if the voters want to, you know, give more money. But I think that in thoughtful partnerships, there are ways to deliver, you know, on the, the housing that we need. So, and, and that was, I think, a big part that made it easy for me when I came on council. So kudos to Dave and, and, and all the other the council, you know, the council that you were on with um, Kevin and Dick Cleveland and Jen and Jen and Kim was, was, you know, making that commitment, setting that big goal, because then we're like, hey, look, we're aligned on these things. Let's go. And so I think that'll be an important thing for this council is, you know, exactly. making sure that we all are all aligned on those same, you know, goals or saying new goals, but are we aligned on the same housing commandments? I think they call that political will and guts. There you go. <laughs> I have one question kind of going back to the tax financing portion. Um, do you feel like we're in a better place with county, Eagle County specifically, given that we're the number one kind of county sales tax generator and most of our dollars send to flow down river and don't make it back up. Do you feel like our partnerships or our seat at the table with county dollars actually coming back up Valley and helping fund our projects? Do you think that relationship's improving or do we need to do more? Uh, this is a question for both of you guys. Because it, it seems like that's an area where uh, we haven't got nearly as much support from county um, for our projects, and it is a valley-wide infrastructure. It's not just a veil problem, as we're all realizing, but um, it doesn't seem like the dollars flow back up valley much. I agreed. I think um, them stepping in with the habitat uh, program is a great first step of really engaging them again. And maybe they, they came in because of habitat, <clears throat> I don't know. But, but you know, the. The, working on the uh, whatever it's called the this 11-month uh, um, um, program here to Eagle River Regional Housing Action Plan um, is also a way to do this. You know, I think we, we can't not engage with them and with any other partners. However, our best success has been when we do it ourselves, when we control our own destiny here in town. So I think we do both. We partner with whomever we can, Avon, Mintern, 
U.S. government. I understand that, but that's been our motto for a long time is we'll kind of take care of our own and fund it ourselves. But my question is, have you found any appetite with our commissioners and the county representatives to maybe assist us more in this creation of housing? Let me put it this way. Your level is commissioner level. Ours isn't. So, um, I think... So you need us to make the phone calls. We, we certainly need some help there. All right. Thanks. Manager to manager helps, too. Well, and again, I, I think a good discussion got started today with the mayor and mayor pro tem and myself and county representatives, and one of the things we referenced was this housing action plan. It's something that hasn't been done before. Where we're looking valley-wide you know after these next two big projects in front of us which are very significant you know the big opportunities are going to be in collaboration with others um, not just the county but Avon Minturn and I think that will be the test of partnership and the interest around partnership will be these collaborative projects that are um, going to be developed through a pipeline in this action plan and sometimes it isn't just money sometimes it is land and entitlements yes. you know if it's not in our town here where we can entitle it or control it in some way if it's in somebody else's backyard you know they can help maybe with the land acquisition they can certainly help with the entitlement process or not and that can be quite often as valuable as some of the just writing checks so i think we have to go out all all different <coughs> ways here Great, thank you. Well, I, Steve, I'd, I'd just like to say thank you to, to you and to Kristen and to Dan and to the Housing Authority. Uh, you know, to have the cooperation that you described when you first started speaking and about other authorities and so on, it, I, 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 that was a foreign idea to me. It's always been so cooperative every, every, since I've been involved. Now, one of the things that, that your group brings is continuity because we do change up here every couple of years and things change a little bit. And you're able to, to, to keep us on track in a way that, that is very helpful. Um, and, and then the other thing is the creativity. I love the story about Vale Indeed coming out of a conversation between you and George. And, and I, I think those are... It's, it's incredible. It's, a, it's such a, in a way, a simple concept, but the effect that it had over, on so many people is amazing. And, and I'm sure there's more of that to be had. I'm, I'm sorry George isn't going to be there, right there for it, but uh, so hopefully, you, again, you'll be, be helping us along the way. So, you know, I would you. just say one thing is having a housing authority like this, that's all we do. We don't, we don't, we're not part of the uh, concerts or marketing or <laughs> parades or whatever else. Parking, yeah. Yeah. deliver, <laughs> that, that's your guys. So, so this is what we concentrate on and I think that makes a difference. So you don't, you know, you guys have 16 things on any agenda. We don't, we're all about this. Well, and with that, I, like, I look forward to this joint strategy session. I hope we get it scheduled pretty soon. Thank you. Anybody Thank else? You. George, any final Batman housing <laughs> wisdom? No. 
You're up. <laughs> <laughs> it's your chance. All right. Thank you both very much. Thank you, um, George. And I guess we'll look to Russ to get that <coughs> joint meeting scheduled. Um, and we'll look to Russ for the town manager report as well. Nothing to add to my report from this afternoon. All right. Thank you so much. Um, with that, we will open up our public hearings for the evening. And the first order, or the first ordinance is number 27, series of 2023, second reading and ordinance providing for the levy assessment and collection of town ad valorem property taxes due for the 2023 tax year and payable in the 2024 fiscal year. And our finance director, Carly Smith, take it away. Good evening. So this, this ordinance authorizes the town to collect property taxes in 2024 based on 2023 assessed valuations. Um, I know you've heard this a few times, but just for the public, um, across Colorado, property tax valuations have increased significantly. So to help with those impacts to property owners, there have been several legisl new legislations that have come out and passed. Um, and overall, they've reduced the assessment rates um, and also exempted a portion of property um, valuations. But these legislations also impact revenue collections for jurisdictions. So with that, there were some options with the mill levy that we came to council with during the last meeting. And um, you all were in favor of keeping our mill levy the same at 4.69 mills. Um, the attached ordinance will generate approximately 7.5 million in revenue, which is approximately 8.1% of the town's total revenues. Projected revenue is um, estimated to increase 42% compared to the prior year. However, the temporary decreases in assessment rates are estimated to have an impact of $492.5,000 on property tax revenue. And with that, that's all I have. Great, thank you. Does anyone have any questions for Carly? No. Do we have any public comment on this from the audience or from Zoom? All righty. I guess with that, we'll close the public hearing and look for a motion. Motion to approve ordinance number 27, series of 2023 upon second reading. Second. Great, we've got a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. I am also in favor. Any opposed? Motion carries 7-0. Thanks, Carly. Thank you. Travis, I don't mean to interrupt, but um, oh. I don't know if there's public comment. I did. Oh, I asked. Did? Okay. Nobody said no. Good. Didn't hear it. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, up next, ordinance number 29, series of 2023, on second <coughs> reading and ordinance amending Title 12, Chapter 6 of the Town Code to amend the current housing district regulations and establish a new housing district and amending sections 14-6-7 and 14-10-9 of the Town Code to increase the maximum height of retaining walls in the housing districts. Yes, yeah, so this is the second reading. We have no changes since first reading. And then we have Dominic Moriello here as well. We have questions. All right. I'd like to propose a couple of changes, okay. if I may, uh, to the board. Um, I'd like to change it from the housing zone district to the community housing zone district as a title, if that's all right with everyone. Um, and then I did want to change the preamble to reflective what it is we are actually trying to do here. 
um, the preamble that I've written, it says, a community needs people living in it. Since its inception, Vail has encouraged a wide variety of people from different backgrounds to call Vail home. In large, members, in large measure, this has encouraged Vail's vitality and economic success. The Community Housing Zone District is enacted <coughs> to ensure housing opportunities for the people who will contribute to the vibrancy and economic success in the future while maintaining Vail's commitment to the protection of and respect for the natural environment. And then throughout, I'd like to change workforce housing to community housing. Anyone have any thoughts on that? No, I think it's, I'm okay with it. <clears throat> so you just want to add so that as like yeah, another whereas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But basically it says what we're trying to do, get people living here. As long as Matt's fine with it. Jonathan, yeah. Yeah, I sent a text you, you to Matt. I haven't heard back, but um, if he's okay with it, then I'd like to just change that bit of those portions of the text. Okay. I just want but to make I'm sure we get that recorded accurately, yeah. and again, a motion with those amendments yep. I think would be appropriate unless we hear Matt's voice yes. coming from. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Um, yep. I, I just understand you want that uh, the statement we can get to staff and show it to the to the ordinance as a, a recital. Um, and then I'm fine with whatever the, the change to calling it community housing. I, and clarifying that we would be yeah, changing all current housing zone district properties to community housing then just redoing the title yeah. of the zone district. Yes. So that'd be a global change. Yeah. It'd be changing all housing parcels today to be community housing would be the change in the title of the zone district. Yeah, on, second, on that one, I, you know, we may want to <laughs> Taking a look at what that's going to affect in all other aspects of the code. I just want to make sure we don't have a um, tell yep, you the truth. So. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I can just okay that one without looking to see what how it's going to affect other regulations that refer to and thousands of districts. If this in any way, shape, or form jams up the works, <laughs> I withdraw it. We can However, always, you could add the yeah. whereas, yeah, the whereas, and then we could Doesn't have a conversation cool. about. A global update. Yeah, what okay. I might recommend is because you know you have all the existing housing zone districts are, that are out there, and some of them have individuals that live on them, and they're not just owned by the town. Um, that I worry about the rezoning. We probably have to have, add some language in here about the effect of changing that and going and changing the map. Does okay. the map won't reflect that? So what I'd recommend maybe is we have to come back with our housing three district which we could do oh, almost immediately okay. and then idea. maybe when we do that we can address uh the community housing title and then adjust uh, and deal with the mapping issue okay does that make sense to you too right great all right does yeah, anyone that's have fine. any other little mini hand grenades we want to throw <laughs> <laughs> well travis <laughs> yeah dominic's already he's, he's taking one <laughs> well we're already here and if we're going through language uh finding number three I like to swap out character as a residential community instead of we're starting as a resort and residential community. Primary um, objective of mine is to put community ahead of resort. So I'd like to flip flop resort and residential community on finding number three and establish the character as a residential community and a resort of the highest quality. So if we're gonna go that deep on language, I'd like to swap those two words out. I think that I think that language is almost direct from our mission statement, though. Yep. So we. Yeah. It is a resort ahead of the community. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Never mind. I withdraw. 
Not that anyone's made any motions yet. We're just <laughs> spitballing. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to make this motion, given that? Yeah. Um, did anyone have any more questions for um, Greg. staff, Greg or Dominic? And then is there, the if not, is there any public comment on Zoom or in person? Nobody on Zoom. All right. Now, if someone wants to make a motion. The Vail Town Council approves on second reading ordinance 29 series of 2023 an ordinance amending Title 12, Chapter 6 of the Vail Town Code to amend the current housing zone district H regulation and to establish a new housing district H2 and amend sections 14-6-7 and 14-10-9 of the Vail Town Code to increase the maximum height of retaining walls in the housing zone district with the findings included on page four. And with, and with the and, amendment? Yeah, with the amendment. That Thank you. Jonathan yep. Stauffer referenced previously. Whereas. Commissioner Stauffer's whereas. Second. All right. We have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. I am also in favor. Any opposed? Motion carries 7 0. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Moriel. Thank you, Thank guys. Thank you, Greg. Motion to adjourn. <laughs> what took you guys so long? I'll take one of those as a second. We've got a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. I'm also in favor. Any opposed? Motion carries 7-0.